when you find something that you're willing to do for free, you'll never work one day in your life. Uh, and that is going to make every step of the process much easier for you as an individual. Yeah. Because having to wake up and go to a place that you hate, chances are you're not going to perform at your 200%. If you're not performing at your 200%, there's no space for growth. Bro, 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 bro. Welcome to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores exceptional career success stories, inspiring and insightful personal brand journeys that answer the question, are you coffee or are you Starbucks? Fascinating conversations with leaders about their career breakthroughs from entertainment, tech, media, and more. You'll learn how they've turned up the volume on their brand to unlock success. Firsthand, uncensored, and real, as told by people who've been there and plenty of inspiration and practical tools to help you lead with your brand every day as you drive towards your next career breakthrough. And now, here's your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Hey everybody, Jason Patria here, and you are listening to the Lead With Your Brand podcast, which is the podcast for folks just like you who are looking to turn up the volume, show your value, and lead with your brand to your next career breakthrough. Well, we have another amazing show for you today. I have Chef James Tahan, one of the most influential Hispanic chefs in America. But before we get to Chef James, let's talk a little bit about your brand. I cannot believe that it is already the holidays. And for those of you here in the United States, you just had an amazing Thanksgiving weekend. And for those of you joining us from around the world, I know you are getting into the holiday spirit. Now, here in the U.S., not only did we get through Thanksgiving, but it was Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And guess what? Today is all about Giving Tuesday. And I'm challenging you to give of your yourself. And that's why this Giving Tuesday, I am raising funds for the Los Angeles LGBT Center, the world's largest organization serving the LGBTQ plus community. If you would like to donate and give and support LGBTQ plus youth and seniors experiencing hunger and homelessness, make sure to check out the link in the show notes or visit me on any of my social media platforms. It's Jason Patria on all social media platforms, including LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and X, formerly known as Twitter. And speaking of giving thanks, let's talk a little bit about generosity and being in service with your brand. Now, years ago, when I was first working in the entertainment business at Universal Studios Hollywood, I worked for an amazing executive who was really the person that engaged me in really loving business. And I remember we were working on a huge guest service initiative, and I was helping to build all of the training around that. And he said this thing that has stuck with me forever. He said, selfish organizations can't serve. And if we want to have amazing guest service as an organization, we can't be selfish. And he was a big champion of giving back to the community. And that has always stuck with me because as I think about your personal and professional brand, guess what? Selfish brands can't be in service of others. And here's the key thing. Your brand really isn't about you. 
It's about the people that you serve in your career audience. So as we approach the new year and you're thinking of resolutions or new intentions, I want you to start thinking about where you can be of service. Where are there some opportunities for you to say yes? And what I mean by that is, what are those unique gifts? What are those unique talents? What's that unique knowledge set that you have that you can be in service of others, even if it's not something that's on your annual goals and objectives that is going to create value for other people? Now, I love giving. I give of my time being on the board of directors of the Los Angeles LGBT Center and being the chair of the National Diversity Advisory Council for the American Red Cross. And I love to give of my own skills out there. And what I have found is when you are in the process of giving, you get things in return. People always ask me, why do you give so much money? Why do you volunteer so much of your time? And while I don't give to get, the reality is I find so much benefit in my own business as an entrepreneur and throughout my career from being generous and helpful of my talents. So make a resolution for yourself. Where is it that you can give? Because remember, Selfish brands can't be of service, and if you're not in service of other people, you don't really have a valuable brand. Well, I am super excited about today's show. I have James Tahan, who is better known as Chef James, one of the most influential Hispanic chefs in America. Born in Venezuela to Syrian parents, he moved to the United States at the age of 13. He is known for being the chef and co-host of Telemundo's morning show, Un Nuevo Dia, for over a decade, and as the judge for some of the biggest cooking competition shows out there, including Master Chef, Chopped, Top Chef, and Top Chef Middle East. And most recently, you probably saw him on the season finale of the Food Network's Worst Cooks in America. Chef James is also the author of the 39-week best-selling book, Cocina and Casa con Chef James, and the winner of three Daytime National Emmy Awards. James has become a leader in the gastronomic world thanks to his love for food, both in front of and behind the cameras. His philosophy is that food can change the world. We'll be back in just a few moments with Chef James. For over 25 years, Jason has coached, trained, and developed thousands of leaders and executives, helping them achieve their next career breakthrough. He's a featured speaker at global conferences and companies to help everyone bring their best authentic self to work, show their value, and lead with their brand every day. Get more tips and tools at leadwithyourbrand.com. And we are back. We have a fabulous guest with us today. It is Chef James Tahan. Chef James, what is going on today? Hey, man, thank you so much for having me. I'm very happy to be here today and uh, to finally meet you. I've heard so many great things about you and, uh, you know, I hadn't had the chance to be here. But guess what? End of 2023, I'm here. So thank you so much for that. Yay. Well, we are thrilled to have you because we normally just get a chance to see you on on TV. But Chef James, tell me what is new and exciting going on in your world? We had the best year yet for, you know, for the Chef James, uh, you know, group and uh, all of our businesses. 
have been growing and thriving and doing better than ever. And, uh, you know, we're very blessed because I do understand that a lot of people are not going through that. But it has been an amazing year for us. And we're looking at 2024 to get even better. Now, Chef James, I know you are constantly out meeting people, whether it's the employees at your restaurants, if it's advertisers, all of your great fans uh, that watch you on on TV. When you meet people who you don't know, how do you introduce yourself and tell them who you are and what it is that you do? You know, a lot of times this is this is funny because I get like two very different scenarios uh, when when I meet people. You meet people that know you from TV and from social and from uh, all kinds of, you know, things that I've been doing for the past 15 years in my career. But then you find people that do not know you. And it's like a complete different approach. Where like, yeah. if, if, you know, and I always say my, my work on TV is just like any other job. But the, the one of the, the, the things that comes with it, that come with it is recognition. So people see you and then it, uh, it makes the conversation start from a complete different standpoint. So when I meet people, you know, they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, where do I start? Because, <laughs> you know, it's like a tough question. And, and it, it, you know, believe it or not, even though I'm on TV and everything, when I go into this conversations with somebody who is who does not know um, who I am, I sort of like appreciate it because I can have a regular conversation and the, the conversation is never going to be defined for, you know, from the fact that they know me and then the conversation can go a different way, you know, yeah. where like if I have a regular conversation with somebody who does not does not know me, I really enjoy those because I get the challenge. I get to like use a lot of my knowledge or like, you know, use my sales skills if I have to where like if I know the person or the person knows me, the sales, you know, portion of the conversation happens much easier. So it's like a way to challenge myself. And I quite enjoy that, you know. Yeah. So tell me, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show is because you've had this amazing career, right? You are a chef, you're a restaurateur, you're an author, you're a TV personality. When you think back over your career, right, over the past 15 or 20 years, for you, what have been some of the biggest kind of breakthrough moments that got you to where you are today? First of all, I think it it all uh, it all comes down to uh, now it's 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 cliche to talk, to talk about it, but uh, Jason, I have to tell you, it's all about visualizing. You know what what you want. Every single thing that's happening to me right now are things that I visualized 15 years ago, and people mm. talk about it, and sometimes they're like, ah, yeah, maybe, maybe not. I mean, visualizing something, it's not truly going to work. But I, I can tell you the power behind affirmations and visualization is, is just something that people will never understand until they actually put it into play. You know, um, every single thing from the restaurants, I'm, I'm opening a restaurant, uh, down here in Florida in, in, in one of, in the second most trend, you know, transited location in, in Florida, which is the Sawgrass Mall. It has, uh, you know, over 4 million people visit this mall every weekend, which is insane. And it's the second most visited location after Disney. Uh, oh, my gosh. We're, we're putting yeah, you, we're probably we're putting all the resources into this restaurant. We're investing tons of money into really making it the place where people will come and experience Mexican cuisine, you know, the way it's supposed to 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 be, you know, and uh that and television. I when I first w- went into culinary school, my dream was to 
be able to go into television and then sort of like, you know, spread my message. My only way back in the days, there was no social media. Uh, this is, you know, 15 years ago, uh, social media was starting. Uh, I said, I want to go on television to show people that I can make their lives easier and that by eating great fe- great food, great meals, their lives just going to change. So uh, that was my vision. And the only way to do it was television. So it was my my vision to go on television. And it happened where like talking about breakthroughs, you know, one day out of nowhere, it just, I never went after it. I think TV went after me and TV found me. It was like, I had a friend who was like, hey, by the way, they're doing these auditions uh, in Telemundo, which is the one of the biggest Hispanic networks in America, sister yeah. company to NBC, owned by NBC. And, you know, I went there expecting nothing. I go to this interview. Uh, I wasn't expecting anything. I get the gig. You know, three days down the road, I'm the host for, uh, I mean, a national morning show with zero TV experience. Yeah. Uh, so that was the big moment. I did that for 11 years. And in the meantime, in there, I think it was like a fast forward to my career where, you know, things just started happening at a very premature time because I was going through a lot of the stuff that people wouldn't experience in 20 years in TV, you know? So I won three Emmy Awards not even in my remote dreams, I would even, you know, know how to be qualified to, to, uh, or, or, you know, nominated for an Emmy and, and so on and so forth. But that was one thing. And then believe it or not, living the dream of being in television, crossing over to the American market, going to the food network, which was my other sort of like threshold and my other big goal, uh, doing their top shows and uh, traveling all across the world and everything you know, was part of that breakthrough. And then uh, when I left the morning show after 11 years, which, you know, you would think was like, oh, it came to an end. Leaving the morning show, a lot of people were like, what are you going to do now? And that was another breakthrough because uh, the morning show took a lot of my time, you know? And it was right at that time where uh, I had started several other businesses, but I had the time to become the CEO of my businesses and really put the time to grow those businesses. So immediately after I left the morning show, I started doing TV, but not on a daily basis. I started doing all kinds of other shows. It was when I really took my businesses and I grew all of them 300%. And it was like a massive breakthrough. So a lot of times something happens to you and most people would, would even, even when it happens to you, you would think it's something negative, like, oh, you know, I came to th- this part of my life came to an end. But guess what? It might be the push to open the biggest door you've ever touched yet. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So you really use those kind of closing chapters as a way to an opportunity to really grow and supercharge. 100%. Uh, Jason, and the other thing that's important, a lot of people do not realize is that we learn more from pain than we do from reward and like from the good things that happen to us because pain hurts and pain creates scars. So you will not go through the same thing over if something hurts you really bad. So a lot of times, you know, bad stuff happens to us. We make a, a wrong decision and we lose tons of money and we're like, you, you know, we're like hitting ourselves in the head because we made a wrong choice. But guess what? See it as the cost of learning a lesson. Today, we pay courses, $5,000, $10,000, $50,000 for a course to learn something. 
But truth is, you're learning, but you're not learning in real life, you know? And just to put this into perspective, it's like, I can show you how to cook in my house, but then if I put you in a commercial kitchen, what are those results going to look like? Because it's a completely different world. Now you have the stress, now you have everything like, so that is to me a very important thing that entrepreneurs and people should learn. And it's like, if you learn through your mistakes, that lesson's gonna be embedded in your head forever. And if you lose money, yeah. embrace it, you know, take it, wear a helmet, and move on. Yeah. So Chef James, give me an example. What's one of those kind of failures that you've had in business that you've like learned to grow from? If it's too good to be true, get the heck out of there. <laughs> I lost two hundred and fifty thousand dollars with something like this at once. And how did that happen? Well, you know, I was young. I had the money and somebody came to me and said, oh, invest the money here. And this is the return you're going to get. And and this is the money you're going to make in a year. And when you're young and you're like, you know, thriving and you're like, oh my God. And the only thing you think about is that end result. Oh my God, I'm going to spend 250, but then I'm going to make a million and then I'll spend, I'll, I'll invest that million. And you start sort of like building this better case, best case scenario, which is absolutely wrong to do as an entrepreneur. You need to aim for the worst case scenario. And if that worst case scenario <laughs> gives you a little bit of money, then you know, that's a great starting point that you can leverage up from there. Yeah. The other way around, it can only go one way and it's a way it's back. So again, going to, you know, uh, disappointment, uh, you should aim for worst case scenario. So I invested the money, you know, things started going sideways and all of a sudden, you know, the money's gone, you know, uh, lawyers and this and that. And like, again, do not fall into those businesses that guarantee you or that promise you because no, no, no business is guaranteed, but that they promise you very high returns. So Chef James, let's let's go a little bit back in time. When you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh my God, this is... Um, I wanted to be a dentist. And I always tell people, <laughs> <laughs> when, when people ask me and they're like, you wanted to be a dentist? I'm like, yeah, I want to be a dentist. Uh, but uh, the truth is, you know, uh, I started in, 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 into dental school and everything. Not dental school. First, I went to college. And I, I, I didn't think I was enjoying myself when I was doing that. I was like, this is definitely not for me. I'm not looking forward mm. to the next day. Yeah, I'd rather stop it here because I wasn't enjoying myself, you know? Yeah. And so how did you go from being a dentist and not enjoying that in school to then being a chef and going to Cordon Bleu and all of that? Well, it was it was a funny story because I was starting my my entrepreneurial career at the time. And I was, I was 18 years old. I was just out of, uh, well, high school. I did one and a half years in college. But most of my friends were in their 50s and 60s. So Ooh. what do... Yeah, because again, I've, I've always been... Yeah, like the music I listen to is, is, you know, music that all people listen to. And I'm proud of saying that, you know, I, I love it. I do most, most of the things I do since I was in my 20s were things that older people were doing. So going out to eat, drinking wine, where like, you know, most of the people my age are like slamming their faces with hard liquor and like, (laughs) you know, whiskey and bourbon and tequila shots and stuff like that. 
I went in a different route, but I was very involved in business and I knew that all these things like alcohol and drugs and partying really had a negative impact in my my level of performance next day or the next two days. Or like if I went all the way to like five in the morning, I had to wake up midday to recover. So to me, it was like, this is really pulling me away from my dreams and from my goals. Mm. So if it doesn't bring me value, I don't want it in my life, you know? So I would go out and drink wine and stuff like that. Um, And, you know, one day I decided to just go into culinary school because I was enjoying the life of like restaurants and like having my older friends and having them come over to the house and cook something for them. And as soon as I went out, it was like, a switch went on and I was like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I'm willing to do it for free. Yeah. Wow. You're willing to do it for free. And, and so talk to me, chef James, cause it's so interesting. There's a lot of chefs out there, right? There's a lot yeah. of people that love the craft of cooking and do it for a living, but there's a big difference between just being a chef, being a cook, and then being an entrepreneur, a restaurateur. So how did you make that shift to actually then being a business owner and melding kind of the creative craft with the business side? Well, um, I, I, I always think that once you start doing something that you love. And uh, this I teach to, you know, all the people I talk to in the, in the business world. And whenever I'm doing my business conference and stuff, I tell them, when you find something that you're willing to do for free, you'll never work one day in your life. Uh, and that is going to make every step of the process much easier for you as an individual. Yeah. Because having to wake up and go to a place that you hate, chances are you're not going to perform at your 200%. If you're not performing at your 200%, there's no space for growth. There's, there's no space for growth. There comes fr- frustration. You're in one place stuck, stuck doing the same thing, the same thing for two, three, four, five years where you see your peers, you know, scaling in a company. So all these things start in a way screwing your head, believe it or not. So, you know, uh, uh, first of all, I was enjoying myself. And then I knew because of my competitive soul, I've always been very competitive. I really wanted to, to make an impact. I really wanted to leave a, a, a mark with everything I do. I always ask myself if I can really take this business to the next level and I can really, you know, sort of like um, step out of that space where the hundred and millions of people doing the same thing are, then I'm willing to give it a shot. So I like to make, you know, to me, it's like a challenge when I build a business, I want to make sure that that business is profitable, it grows, and it excites me to build new businesses and new business opportunities and, and to work with great, interesting, amazing people. It's one of the most fascinating people because I've always said I'm a people's person. I love being around people. I love helping my people grow. I love to see, go back in time and say, you started as this and now you're this. To me, it's the most rewarding thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. And so talk to me about as a leader, how how do you help grow people in your business? First thing I tell them when they come into, into my uh, doors for any of my businesses, I always make their life miserable in the first interview. And the reason is... <laughs> Believe it or not, the reason is, you know, I want to make sure that I, I want to see how tough they are when it comes to, to, you know, and how much they want something. 
If you truly mm. want something, you're willing to work for it. And if they tell yeah. you in the first in the first meeting, I, I literally will tell them, like, I don't think you're qualified for this because I need somebody who is A, B, C, D. And I think you're only A uh, with what you're telling me. I don't think you have the experience. You know, this is very high intensity, you know, work. We really like to achieve. We would like to win. And the only way to win is to really come here and leave like with, you know, tears, you know, we leave blood, we leave in the game with everything. So if, if after that meeting, they come back and they say, hey, listen, I really want it. You know, this guy really wants it. So yeah. he really, he really wants to be a part of your organization. So I really put it tough for them in the first meetings in order for them to show me what they're made of. And, you know, out of the 10 you talk, you talk to, maybe two will come back and be like, hey, I know you told me no, but I, I really want to work for you guys. And, and that's where we really consider this person uh, is willing to put the work. And, you know, obviously I exaggerate things in the meeting just because it will never be like you're going to go home bleeding from like oh, all the work you put. But like, we know it, how you, know, you chefs really are. Yeah, but like, you know, I, when, I, when I grew up as a leader, I, I really wanted, once they come into work, you know, to me, it's all, about, I, uh, it's all about growth. And I like to grow myself, my businesses, but I like to grow my people. Because again, there's nothing more rewarding to me in the world than saying, this is who you were when you started, and mm. this is where you are today. And I always tell people, if you leave my company one day after you came into my doors, uh, I want you to leave a better version of yourself. Wow. If you leave in a year, in 10 years, because there's a great opportunity, I mean, embrace it, take it 100%, but I want to have a good impact as a leader in you, in your growth, and in your life. Um, we all have been through like leaders that we do not look up to or we don't appreciate or like we have a boss that we think uh, he he or she could be incompetent and we're like this guy is my boss and i can't believe they're making this decision so mm, i i had the time to also work in corporate america and i saw a lot of these things and i was like i don't want to repeat those patterns i want to yeah. learn from other people's mistakes and try to fix that and me as a leader so when I when it comes to a leader, I'm very communicative. I really like to to you know to to know how they feel, nurture my team. I always tell people if you want to grow a team and you want them to be loyal, you got to be loyal to them. You got to make them feel safe. You want to you want to make them feel like they're your children. You're there for them. You're there to help them. Of course, there is KPIs and there's you know goals and there's stuff they need to work for, but at the same time. I want you to feel secure. So that has been sort of like my philosophy of leadership for the past 15 years. Yeah, very cool. Now, let's talk a little bit about your brand because your businesses are all brands, right? Chef James is a, is a brand out there. Give me three words that describe your brand, Chef James. Well, um, you know, I think humble... Number one uh, is definitely a word that describes the Chef James brand. We started the Chef James brand, uh, you know, as a brand. And then eventually it led into the e-commerce and, uh, you know, and everything that's happening right now. I always tell people, yeah, the e-commerce now is, is you know, doing extremely well. But it, it didn't start like that. It started from my garage. 
and I was packing products myself and I was shipping products myself and I was writing labels myself. So, you know, there, there is that. Uh, so I think humbleness is, is definitely a word. Resilience, yeah. resilience, 100%, because, you know, uh, uh, again, it's, it's tough starting a, a business and making it successful doesn't happen overnight and it's not an easy thing. You need to work for it. You need to push. You need to, you know, uh, go endless nights and, and sometimes it's not even enough. So I think, you know, humbleness, resilience, and, and the third word would be persistence because Ooh. when you start humble, uh, from humble beginnings, you appreciate every step of the way. Number one. Yeah. Anything you get, it's like, whoa, reward. It's like every single thing, small, large, you know, medium sized, like, wow, celebration. And so Chef James, talk to me because I love that you used humble, resilience, uh, persistent. I know a lot of people that are humble and I know a lot of people that are persistent, but I don't know a lot of people that are both. Talk to me about how you as a leader in a brand, how do you remain humble, but still have that like never quit persistence, go get stuff done? It's a, it's a good question. It's a good question. Uh, it's funny you bring it up because I don't think I've ever spoken about this publicly. But, um, you know, when, when you start uh, growing and you start growing in business, I was, I was talking to one of my team members today. And you go from having two employees, you know, two employees like your family. It's like, hey, you, you, you hug them, you kiss them. And they're like, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're buddies. Then when you grow to 50 and 60 and 100, uh, you lose sensitivity, sensitivity for those people. Mm. And a lot of people do. You don't treat them the same way you would treat the two first employees you had. But yeah. to me, that was a very important part of growing my business. And I said, I want everybody to feel I'm approachable and I'm there. So, mm. you know, when you say humbleness, you, you should never forget what you came from and the work that you had to put in order to get what you are today. Yeah. So I think doing that exercise, you know, constantly and not forgetting the struggle, the pain, the endless hours, the tears, the sweat, the blood uh, would always sort of like bring you back to being humble. But number two, I think that more than just saying it and thinking about it, doing yeah. something that that really puts your feet in the ground is important. And I'll show you some of the stuff I've done throughout my career. When I was at yeah. my highest peak at that time in my career, I had my restaurant, my, my book had recently become, you know, a bestseller. Uh, I was doing, I mean, I was literally like, my television career was skyrocketing. I found a friend of mine who was a chef, a big chef I admired, and I asked him to give me a job in his kitchen as a line cook Ooh. and that I did not want anything in terms of like money. I just want to come work. I don't want money. I just want to work. I want to work in the line. I want to wash dishes. I want to clean the stoves at the end uh, to always understand, you yeah. know, where somebody who's starting in the culinary mm. world or like in business in general is going through and not take anything for granted. You know, wow. we are in a privileged position uh, wherever we are in life. And so, Chef James, talk to me. When you went in and you were a line cook and you were washing dishes, what was your aha or what did you learn or remember that then you took back to your own businesses and your space as a business owner? 
again, that growth is tough and it takes a tough skin. And that's why 2% of the world have in their pockets 90% of the money there is. And then 98% of the world has only 2% because there's only that 2% that are willing to really go the extra mile that are willing to push harder than the most. You know, the guy that wins the marathon is who everyone talks about. And a marathon's, you know, we, we, we often see five Ks and you have like 10,000 people running the marathon, but that guy possibly was the one that trained harder, that ate better, that, you know, did not sacrifice going out to eat and have drinks and stuff like that. So how much are you willing to put? And I think everything's just out there, Jason, everything is out there. Yeah. Uh, if you're sitting at home watching Netflix all night, chances are, you know, you're not going to get anything you want because that something that you want is out there. You need to go out and make happen. Get off the couch. Yes. Come on, stand up. Now, Chef James, I mean, you, you're in the branding business, right? You've built e-commerce brands. You build restaurant brands. You've built uh, book, book brands. Talk to us because you're working on a restaurant now. What are some of those things that you think about bringing and infusing your brand and a unique brand in that restaurant? What are some of those tools that you're using that anyone could use to build their own brand, even if they're not on TV like you? Right. Since since I since I started in the in the marketing world, and we uh, I founded uh, Create Media Agency, which is my marketing agency, which is focused in helping small businesses grow and have access to digital presence. So when I started working in 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 you know in marketing, and I started you know implementing all this in my business, I think that the first thing you need to keep in mind is over over delivering. Over delivering is key because where everyone is looking to do the minimum for the client possible for the money they're getting, if you over-deliver, you're going to automatically stand over every every single person that does what you do. You know, So over-delivering is key. And that, even though it, it is a marketing mm. strategy, I think everybody can start by doing that, number one. Yeah. Number two, you need to understand what, what, what people are looking for. Often in mm. times you focus so much on what you want to give as a business, but you don't really understand who your your final client is. So how they look, what what do they want, what are their needs, what are the the pain points? You know, the yeah. pain points are key because if if let's say I'm building, you know, my e-commerce brand and the e-commerce is on pots and pans, what do people so suffer the most when it comes to cooking uh, at home? Uh, and, and how can I fix that with my cooking utensils, for example? So I know people do not like to uh, wash dishes. So how about I start by creating a nonstick set of pans where like you can cook yeah. anything and you're not going to spend half hour washing dishes. Scrubbing. Uh, or then like scrubbing or like pushing. I mean, I just want to <laughs> eat, have fun and forget about it, you know? Yeah. So Understanding pain points, I think it's essential. And then messaging and copywriting is like people literally do not pay attention to messaging and copywriting. Messaging and copywriting is key. And if I can give somebody, if you were to ask me now, give your son one piece of advice and marketing that will change his life forever. This is what I would tell him. And this is what I'm telling everybody who's listening right now. Use hooks to capture attention, number one. Use hooks to capture attention. Because if I'm saying, um, just to give you an example, if I say, yeah, hi, I'm Chef James, 
And today I want to introduce you to my cookware. It's with the short attention spam that we have today, people already scrolled to the next post. Now, if I say something like, is your life miserable because you have to scrub your pans every day? You're going to be like, yes, my life is miserable. What do you have that I need? You know? So then they're going to stop. And then they're going to be like, I want to hear more. And then number two, you develop that with the solution. I created this product that's going to save your life, you know, because A, Y, and Z. And I'm Chef James. And, uh, you know, it's going to work. So I think those are the three tools that everybody, whether you're in service, whether you're selling products, whether you do consulting, whatever it is, I think that is the way to do it. Yeah, I love that. We've got to over-deliver. We've got to figure out what the pain points are. And then ultimately, that hook is agitating the pain point, right? We just can't be boring about what it is that we do. Now, Chef James, we could talk all day, but I know we are coming down to the wire. So a couple of fun, quick questions. We've been talking about your brand. What brand are you obsessed with? As a consumer, what brand can't you live without? I play tennis four to five times a week. And I'm a a big runner in the court. So I go through shoes, you know, left and right. Like my shoes would last me a month and then I have to throw them in the garbage can. So one day my coach tells me, why don't you try this Asics shoes for tennis? And I'm like, Mm. I I mean, I might as well. I'm, I'm going through shoes and shoes and shoes. So I bought the shoes and it's the shoes that Novak Djokovic uses, who happens to be number one in the world. Now, I buy the shoes. They were a little pricier than your typical shoes. Yeah. I started using the shoes, and guess what happened? In a matter of a month, they break, but, like, super ugly on top. They, like, literally, you know, they break. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is worse than, like, my previous shoes. But (laughs) I talked to the customer service people, and they're like, listen, we're going to send you a brand-new set of shoes immediately you're going to have it in two days because we know you're playing tennis and we don't want to sort of like interfere with you not playing tennis. So we're going to send you a fresh pair. But by the way, the, the, the shoes that you have is the old model and we have the new one, which is $40 over the price. And we're going to send you the new one. Are you okay with that? And I'm like, of course I'm okay. They send me the shoes. Maybe the first shoe had some sort of like, you know, imperfection to it. They send me a second pair of shoes. They followed up with customer service. How is the shoe going? They called me again in a month. Is the shoe up to your likings? And I was like, dude, this is amazing. From the customer service, the response to the problem solving to like everything. So I really fell in love with this brand because they were really going the extra mile and showing me that within the millions of shoes they shoot, they sell, you know, they were paying attention to me. Yeah. And we want to be... We want to feel we want to feel like they care about us, you know? Yeah, right? It's all about how brands make us feel. If you were a type of car, what type of car would you be and why? I would be like a Lincoln. Why? Ooh. Because, you know, it's comfortable, it's chill, but it performs at the end of the day. Finally, Chef James, what's the best career advice that you'd like to pass on to our listeners? Where focus goes, energy flows. It's as simple as that. The more you think about it, the more ideas you're going to get about that business or that goal or that whatever it is that you're pursuing. And no number one in the world in any sport has has gotten there because of luck. 
that, you know, mm. if you look at the Kobe Bryant, if you look at the Cristiano Ronaldo, if you look at the Rafael Nadal, if you look at the, you know, uh, LeBron James, they come earlier and they shoot at least a thousand more shots than anybody else. They leave later, you know, uh, perform, give more. If you're an employee, stay later, make yourself noticeable and make sure you're a problem solver and not a problem generator. Well, Chef James, I love that where where focus goes, energy flows. Thank you for all of your energy. It was great talking to you today. Thank you so much. And we'll be back in just a few moments with my final thoughts. Are you tired of not being recognized for your work? Are you ready to rise above the rest and accelerate to the next level? The Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program will help you take control of your career, develop your own unique brand, and catapult you to a whole new level of success. You are a top performer, and the Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program is what you need to get you there. Visit leadwithyourbrand.com to learn how. Wow, what a fabulous conversation with Chef James. You know, he had so many great tidbits as an entrepreneur and as an on-air personality and author, but what really stuck with me was his whole notion that where focus goes, energy flows. I just love that because it talks about having a vision and being focused on it. You know, years ago, I had the opportunity to host Olympian ice skater Johnny Weir at a huge conference for General Electric. And one of the things that he talked about was focusing on going to the Olympics and how the only way he could get there and be on the ice was about putting things in focus and putting all of your energy there. So as we come up to the new year, my challenge for you is, what is that intention that you are going to set? Where is it that you want to be by the end of the year? How can you put focus there and ensure that energy flows in that direction? After all, you can't manage what you can't measure, and you've got to be focused on your goals. Well, that's our show for you this week. If you loved what you heard, make sure that you are following us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll bring a brand new show every single week. Now, check me out on social media. I'm at Jason Patria on all platforms, and connect with me on LinkedIn, where I share tons of tips and tricks on how to lead with your brand to your next career breakthrough. Remember, it is Giving Tuesday, and you can give through throughout the entire year, I encourage you to help me out as I raise money for folks experiencing homelessness and hunger and receiving services from the Los Angeles LGBT Center. Go ahead and check out the link in the show notes or visit me on social media. But most of all, and most importantly of all, in your career, don't be that boring old cup of coffee. Make sure you are a super premium brand like Starbucks. You've been listening to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores and uncovers exceptional career success stories and inspiring personal brand journeys with your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us at leadwithyourbrand.com.